That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Emma Shagormley. We are two best friends with one common obsession. Beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We tried it all and we've got your back. We'll be calling on all our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. Consider us your beauty 411 and sometimes your 911. From how to fix brassy hair to the pros and cons of laser facials and always with a cocktail in hand. Always. So be prepared to be obsessed. Check out Lipstick on the Rim wherever you get your podcasts. Hey friend, it's Nicole host of the Nicole Walters podcast. Here's where we laugh, we cry, and we grant ourselves grace as we do life together. Let's get started. Hey friend, today's chat is going to be a good one. Now, I want you to know that this season has been all about starting over. You know that I've been going through my transitions. I know that you've been going through your transitions and life has been throwing us new things left and right. And I wanted to bring on someone who is a lot like us. You know that I'm not always having big fancy pants people here. They're the people that you need to know but may not have heard of. They're the best thing in your life that you don't know about yet. Today, I've got someone super special to me. Now, uh, Jamie Ward is unlike any other. When I tell you she is remarkable, she is humble, she is hardworking, and she's been a client of mine, but more than anything, she's been a good friend. I am inspired by this woman day in and day out because her story is not just one of God showing up in a big way and honoring your faith, but also triumph and overcoming and taking everything that's happened to you and giving it back to serve. So I can't wait for you to meet her and I can't wait for you to hear your story. And I'm so glad she's here today. So Jamie, now that I have thoroughly <laughs> made you blush. Exactly. Yes, you have. I'm much. so glad you're here. Can you tell everyone a little bit about you? Sure. I am from Arkansas, if you can't tell by the accent. Mm -hmm. uh, that's been called out several times since I've been here in LA. I know in LA. I know people yes. are like, where are you from? Yeah, oh, the cutest <laughs> accent. And I'm a business owner mm -hmm. and I'm a wife and a carer for many people in my family and um, just genuinely a happy person. You are. Really. You really are. <laughs> and you're you're a big server. Like, I mean, you're a business owner and you say that in a, in a kind of small scale, but you run a pretty big business with a team and you've been doing this for how long? Yeah. So I started my business curricula concepts almost 10 years ago and March wow. will celebrate 10 years. Incredible. And yeah, it's um, all focused on early care and education. So mm -hmm. we're focused primarily on children birth to age five wow. and the people who care for them. So whether that's the adults in their classroom or their parents or family members at home. 
We focus on engaging families in meaningful ways. We focus on professional development around health and wellness, which mm-hmm. is also very important to me personally. So yes, yes. it's been really cool to have my personal and professional life sort of collide yeah. in that aspect. Um, I have to ask, yeah. before all of this, you know, I mean, this is all the entrepreneurial side of things, but what did you do before? Because that was just 10 years. You worked before that. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. I did. So I've been a a director. I've been a teacher. Mm-hmm. Also had lots of odd jobs. Tell oh, me the weirdest job yeah. you've ever had. I've never asked this question, y'all. <laughs> the weirdest job I ever had. Well, my favorite job mm-hmm. was working for a florist delivering flowers. Really? Absolutely. You just make people happy all day. Oh, and I guess surprise them. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's this. what you did. They're always long. happy to yeah. see you. <laughs> yeah. The, the job that's most unlike me probably mm-hmm. was working for a large trucking company as a credit collector. Oh, yeah, that's so not you. No. I can, no. y'all, if you don't know, Jamie's the type where if you're like, but I'm going through this, she'd be like, well, I understand. I'll call back later. Yeah. It's fine. Or, and uh, really, truly, Jamie is, well, maybe I can help you. Maybe I can figure this out. You were probably just terrible at that. I was terrible at that job. <laughs> and was not there long. I was, I was not, not there, there long. long. No. no, but I knew when I left college with a degree in early care and education, mm-hmm. I, I knew I was great with kids. Yes. But I was not great with adults. Mm. I felt like a kid myself. Sure, sure. And so I, I just was not great at, at managing and navigating those relationships mm-hmm. on behalf of the children right. that I was serving. And so I knew that I had to figure work it out. on those skills. Yeah, figure yeah. it out. I love that because that that right there is such a valuable lesson. I think too often we come out of any experience with the training or the degree or even the expectation that we suddenly will know how to do it. And we need to be honest with ourselves. Yeah. If we're finding elements of it that we don't like or love, maybe we need to figure out how to make it work for us, but still honor our actual gifts. Absolutely. Yeah. And I left out a, a pretty big part of my career was at the Department of Human Services in our state. Oh, and wow. I was the administrator for our state funded pre-K program mm-hmm. for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that was, you would kind of match together all your skills in yes. order to become what you are. Well, yes. I, I got to tell you, that's all the resume bullet point yes. on paper stuff, but y'all, I just wanted to call that out to say, look, just like you, just like me, we all got jobs, but we also all have lives. Absolutely. And that's what we want to talk about. So Jamie, we're just going to dive in y'all. This is your Kleenex warning. <laughs> Jamie, Talking about starting over, you have gone through things in your life that some of us have only had nightmares about. I mean, truly, I am in a new relationship with someone that I care immensely about and that's so special to me. And when I think of anything happening to him or to that relationship, I mean, I am, my stomach does flips and you have survived, you know, some of these things. So I I will let you tell your story. Um, Y'all lean in for this one. It's going to change you. Yeah. So, oh gosh, it's been many years ago. I don't even know how many years ago Mm -hmm. at this point. Was married to my first husband and about a year and a half into our marriage, he was diagnosed with cancer. And just like that, overnight at 29, you know, I was then a carer for my husband with a terminal illness. And it was a year and a half long battle. Mm -hmm. And during that time, you know, it really changed the role that I was in. Sure. And and I'm sure a lot of people listening can can feel that and understand that oftentimes we're put in a role mm. that we weren't prepared for that was unexpected. And during that time, I, you know, I was really consumed by him and all the things that which I 
feel like I should have been, right? I was his wife. I mm-hmm. was serving in that role and with the doctor's appointments and the medications and all those things. But I really did let myself sort of be put on the back burner. Mm. And I think about that now, you know, in hindsight, if I would have done things different, I don't know if I would have. Mm-hmm. But I do think about, you know, would it have mattered if I would have taken 10 minutes out of my day to you know, have my prayer time or go on my walk or connect with somebody that, that I loved in, in some way, you know, he, I would have still loved him as much. I would have still cared for him as much. He would have gotten the same care, everything he needed, but it would have, it have made a difference for me, I think. That's true. And That's I so think true. when we go through those difficult times, it's just, it's hard to think about what we need. Mm-hmm. When in fact, I mean, as a parent or a teacher or a carer of someone who's unwell or whatever it is, we're already giving the best thing we can give, which is ourselves. Ooh, that's so good. And we still matter in that role. We still matter in that process. And so, you know, we don't really need an excuse for self-care. We're showing up. We still matter. And we've got to take care of ourselves. And that's, I mean, that has been such a lesson for me through that experience, through his illness, through the loss mm-hmm. of him. All has been such, the biggest lesson I took from that really is once your health begins to decline, once you you know lose those aspects of being able to do different things, it impacts every part of your life. Oh, wow. Every part of your life. I mean, what you can do, where you can go, what mm-hmm. you can eat, who you can be around. How you interact with, yes. Yes. I mean, all of those things are impacted And that really, I guess, sparked something in me. Y'all know how I feel about business. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And that's true when your business is growing fast, but it's even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty. Inflation is running rampant. Supply chains are clogged and the labor market is tight. So what does that mean for margins? Not every business is in the dark. I want you to know that NetSuite helps you identify rising costs, automate your manual business processes, and see where to save money. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of your financials, your planning, your budgeting, and of course, inventory, so you can manage your risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. I'm telling you, As a business owner myself and one that has consulted many over the years, if you aren't paying attention to your numbers, you're not acting like a business and you won't get paid like one. I want you to know your numbers. I want you to know your business. And I want you to get to know how NetSuite can be the source of truth for your entire company. There's no way that you're going to weather this recession, handle this crazy financial time, if you don't have a good sense of your numbers. People make it through tough times like this and they come out ahead. And the way they do it is by using tools that are going to help them know their numbers and stay on top of every little expense. I want you to know that it's not about having a million different tools. It's about having everything you need all in one place. Because in 2022, profit is the new growth. Now, right now, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. So you can head to netsuite.com slash Nicole right now. That's netsuite.com slash Nicole, netsuite.com slash Nicole. I want you to get everything you need all in one place because in 2022, profit is the new growth. Okay, so Jamie, what you're telling me is that at, I mean, you weren't even 35. I was 29. You were 29 
I mean, first of all, at 29, I still thought I was invincible. I mean, granted, I was adopting three kids from the street, so we're similar. We take on big things, right? We take on big things. We take on big things. We We jump in there. But also, you know, you find yourself in a position that is hardly the life you would have designed for yourself, let alone you're alone again, you know? And that was not what you expected after putting in so much work for a fight that, you know, didn't necessarily play out the way we thought, but the way God intended. Right. So let's just... Take people to where you were then, right? So you're 35, 30-ish, you know, mid-30s. 30-ish. Yeah, 30-ish. Mm-hmm. And you're, by every definition, starting over. I was absolutely starting over. I um, mean, where was your mind at this time? I thirty Mid-30s, a widower, you know, barely in your career. Because honestly, we're just getting our feet wet in our early 30s. Don't let anyone lie to you. Y'all. Yeah. At 30s, you don't know what you're yeah. doing, you know? No kids at this time, I don't think. No. Or, no. Yeah. And just, I mean, truly just sitting here saying to yourself, what just happened to me? I would be dazed. I mean, that's how I feel now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, what happened to me? So tell me, where were you and how did you even pick up? <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard for me to go back there, really. But it's, I was in a dark a dark place, I would say. For you know, a while. For a while. Yeah. For a while. For a good solid year. And interestingly, while he was sick, you know, I was, I guess, I don't know if I was in denial. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I You were 29, right? Don't we think? <laughs> look, at 29, I thought I would live forever. I was just like, everything will be fine if I just believe hard enough. I mean, happen, literally, the know? doctor came in and told me to call on the family. And I looked at him and said, why? Oh. oh. So that's that's how much in denial I was. Sure, sure. Um, now that I look back on the situation and I look back at even pictures, mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't even look like the same man. Of course. You know, of course. Um, but I spent a good year afterwards really sort of spiraling just internally. Me too. Externally, I, mean, me too. I looked just fine. I mean, isn't that what we do right? so well, yes. right? From the outside, everything's fine. From the inside, it is a functional hot mess. Yes. Yeah. I immediately went back to work. Like two weeks later, went back. I was teaching three and four-year-olds. Immediately oh, wow. went back to that, which was really a blessing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, who would, I mean, you know, they bring so much joy. They do bring so, joy. Little yeah, ones bring yeah. joy. But also, again, speaking back to some of the lessons you're saying, caring for yourself, yes. leaving space to recover. I mean, coming out of a divorce that I did not anticipate, you know, same thing, a year of darkness, you know, saying to myself, how on earth did this happen? I still say it now. I'm not going to lie. How did this happen yeah. to me? You know, and really leaning into my kids to stay happy, you yeah. know, so I, I completely relate. So, OK, so. You're starting over. And the thing that you called out here that I thought was really powerful was that the lesson that really stuck with you is wellness. Yes. And another place that we share, you know, uh, a kinship, if you will, is that we both have lost close to 100 pounds. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about just I think what we relate to is the secret isn't some secret. It's just daily wellness. Yes. And integrating everything into your life. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because, I mean, this has really shaped your life for like the past decade, you know. It really has. Yeah, a little over. I was thinking as I was thinking about our conversation, just how long it's been. And I mean, it's been at least 12 or 13 years ago that, you know, I literally I was working at the Department of Human Services. I got up from my desk, picked Mm -hmm. up my cell phone, walked outside and called the gym and just said, hey. I need a personal trainer. Like, so where were you health-wise? I mean, like, because you're oh, coming off of hardship. You weren't yeah. taking care of yourself. You're no. working a government role. No. We know how that goes. It's do more with less. Yeah. So what? where were you? Were you over just oh, overweight? I was were extremely you, overweight. How were you eating? How did I, you feel in your clothes? Like, yes, I ate terribly. Okay. I did not eat anything healthy sure. ever. 
Like um, what's a vegetable? Like yes, that? Oh, yes. wow. <laughs> absolutely. What's a vegetable? You know, Dr. Peppers were my vice. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Uh, never know, water. So drank multiple. Le- oh, never water. Right. Never. Yeah. I mean, fast food, every opportunity, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and moving my body was just not even in my vocabulary. Oh, like, no. And I, mean, I just want to say for the mamas out there who are hearing this, this is not judgment. This is not guilt trip. It's absolutely. just you do what you can with what you know. Yes. And if you don't know any better, it's hard to do better. And then also, you know, I still eat these things sometimes. Make yeah. no mistakes. Me and Jamie have had oh, many a meal. I'm not judging. <laughs> we have had many a meal. Yes. But there is a time where you do have to say to yourself, you know, what type of body do I want to meet the life that I want to have. Absolutely. And so it sounds like that moment came to you and you picked up the phone. Yes. I mean, a simple call. I picked mm-hmm. up the phone. I mean, and as as an early educator, mm-hmm. my philosophy is uh, let them be little. Mm-hmm. So that's in reference to young children. Mm-hmm. That's also in reference to the changes that we make Ooh, in our lives. So good. So, I mean, you can't, you know, I think back about all the little changes that I've made over time over years, really, of learning new things, implementing new things, trying new things, mm-hmm. stopping new, stopping some of the Listen, things, you know. That's not I a mean, word. Yeah. All the little things. It's all about figuring out. So if we think about young children, what educators do is they look at the child, they look mm-hmm. at the whole child, mm-hmm. they find the gaps, and then they start to, you know, bring in, incorporate new experiences, new skills, a little bit at a time to help them grow. It's the same. I think about that the same way in terms of self-care for myself and for the adults who care for children. Mm -hmm. It's about those little changes over time that are manageable Mm -hmm. that then result into a bigger outcome. And I think this is really powerful to understand because I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like I am living in an Internet world of everything's a big overnight promise. And part of what has drawn clients to me is I don't promise that. I say, look, we're going to do the gradual work. We're going to pivot as necessary. We're going to see what's developed. We're going to answer these things, fill in the gaps. But make no mistake, you don't want a million dollars overnight because that million dollars won't stick around. You know, I, I have lost and gained 30 pounds, 60 pounds, four or five times in my life. I've managed to keep off 100 pounds for the past five years. And part of that is because of consistent little changes. I didn't lose weight for the reunion. I didn't lose weight for right. the TV show. I didn't lose weight to get famous or to, you know, make my wigs look better. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, like, I think you said to me last time we were together, so you're a professional stay-aliver. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. what you said to me. And I was like, you know what? That is what I am. That is what that's why I. That is why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. Self-care to me is moving my body. Self-care to me is putting fuel in my body that's good for me. It's taken me a long time. Yeah, to so get you didn't to start work. and you're no. like, early. we weren't raised like this. And I think no. that's the other part too. I'm not going to lie. I'll be the first to say it. One of my mentors was Shalene Johnson and she is a health guru. I mean, she is in her, like, I'm not even going to say her age because, you know, I love her and I want to honor that, you know, <laughs> but she's in her late thirties, <clears throat> cough, you know, and yes. looks incredible. And she has always been so fit and always looks really great. And I literally thought that, Well, some people are just like that, you know, and she talks about loving to exercise and it being fun for her. And I was like, girl, I hate it. Like I it's not fun for me. What are you talking about? She's like, you just got to find the thing you love. And I'm like, I hate all of it. It all hurts. And and that's such a good point. I mean, Mm -hmm. I work out with somebody now three times a week Mm -hmm. early in the mornings. And she literally says to this day, we've worked out together since October. I hate this. I hate it. I do not like it. Mm -hmm. Now, so. I love it myself. Yeah, of course, because you're but, strange, but, Jamie. I know, you're not I like know. the rest Everybody of us. Everybody tells me that, that, <laughs> that I'm strange. I do love it. But she she just says, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. But 
I like being alive, okay. though. Let and me tell you that, girl. I like yes, being alive. Yes. I like keeping up with my yes. kids. I like the opportunity to be on stage and not be out of breath. Yeah. And the, I like the that. other part, the part that keeps her doing what she's doing mm -hmm. is the connections with the people that she has. Relationships and community. Yes. So you have to find the thing in the hard thing that will keep you there. Yes. So and whether that's, that's what one is. person mm -hmm. or a community. a community of people, mm -hmm. what, whatever that looks like and whatever that means, you know, to you. I mean, yes. And self-care isn't always about, you know, our, you know, physical body or whatever. I mean, it can mean a number of different things mentally you know yeah, mentally well, i mean we have uh, just with a friend this week so she asked me a question about my mom my mom my birth mom passed away when i was one mm -hmm. and so she just the simple statement tell me about your mom mm -hmm. and i just it stopped me in my tracks because i didn't have an answer wow I didn't know, you know, grief's a funny thing. It's a funny thing. I, I, I was never really told anything about my mom. I mm -hmm. know that I look like her. Mm -hmm. I know that she was a nurse. I know how she passed away. Mm -hmm. That's all the information I have. Wow. That's it. Wow. And so it's about filling the gap. So for me, you know, I immediately turned to the people who loved her to start filling that gap and just say, you know, what was she like? Am I like her in any mm -hmm. way? Was she funny? Was she an introvert? Was she, you know... Why was she a nurse? Yeah. I mean, I didn't know anything. And so they began to sort of fill that gap for me. Again, in little ways, filling the yes, gap. filling the gap. But it makes me already, with just the little things I know, feel so much more connected to her. Mm. And that's self-care. That is self-care. That's oh. self-care. It's not just about putting on your weighted vest, as and I then, do. Yeah, and then going on a 10-mile hike. And going on a hike or whatever <laughs> it is, canyon. which I also love. Which you also love. <laughs> but but it's, uh, it's, it's filling those gaps. Mm -hmm. That is self-care, too. Oh, I want to call this out, too, because this is something about you that is so uniquely Jamie, but we all can learn from. It's this... I don't even want to call it fearlessness, but it's this boldness about seeking out the answers. So a lot of us get scared when we realize we don't know. When we're like, I don't know something about, let me stay in this sort of paralysis of grief, you know, or I don't know where to start with working out. So let me just stay in this paralysis because frankly, staying in the sameness can be easier than embracing the unknown, especially <laughs> if we think that change is going to do something to us, yeah. you know? Yeah. So one of the things that I love and I hope people are hearing right now from this incredibly powerful chat is that Jamie's like, yeah, so I realized I didn't know something. So I went and asked a question. I realized I didn't know something, so I sought out a solution. And I and I think, you know, what maybe holds people back, maybe people that are listening who are thinking, oh, I, I'm not going to do that. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's this guilt, which was my initial reaction. Mm. It, that was my initial reaction to the friend who said, tell me about your mom, was just this overwhelming sense of guilt of, how could I have not asked these questions before now? See, it's that response. You're right. It's it, that responsibility. Like, I should know. I should or know. Or I should have this figured yeah, out. At and the age I am now, I should have asked those questions. And then it's like this, then then comes the fear behind it. Right. You know, we, we talk with uh, teachers a lot about how anger is almost always masking fear. So it's the feeling. I always so, tell my girls, like, if you're feeling angry, what's the feeling behind the feeling? Yes, because mm -hmm. there's always a feeling. Something so else. with that guilt, like, I could then feel that fear sneaking in yes. behind it of... Well, who do I ask? Am I going to upset someone else? Oh, that's good. That responsibility. Mm -hmm. uh, them. And, you know, it's 
It's multifaceted, it's just, but if we can learn to at least recognize it like you have, then we can push through it to get what we need. Because one of the things I've been telling Allie, my little one who's 11 now, is because she's starting to feel and understand anxiety more. Because, you know, kids will feel it, but they don't necessarily know how to label it. It yes. might just be a tummy ache or something like yes. that. And now she's like, no, I'm scared of this thing, this new thing. And I've always told her that our brain might tell us that the thing is big and scary, but it'll always turn out better than we hoped because our brain makes these big pictures that always don't look anything like it. So the other day we went indoor skydiving. Oh, dear. Oh, yes. I know. <laughs> and now that would be that fun. is a little, yeah, I, right. We went yeah. indoor skydiving and, you know, she told me she was like, I'm scared about this thing. And we broke it down. I said, you know, would mom let anything happen to you? Is there uh, what parts of this are scary? How do we feel in our body? You know, we talked a little bit about uh what does safety look like for her? So if it gets too big and scary, what would make you feel like uh, you felt better if you had help? Yeah. And, you know, in talking about all of those things, it really helps her process out, you know, what are the questions I need to ask to feel safe? It's safe to ask questions. Yeah. And you know? so, I mean, just bringing that up makes me mm -hmm. think about the reason that I do the work that I do is because adults are the number one factor in a child's development, mm. whether that's the family member, the teacher, it doesn't matter who it is. It's it's the adult. And to I mean, for you to be aware enough to be able to help her through that mm -hmm. and to process through that. You're going to make me um, tear up and cry because, I mean, if we're just going to, we're being very honest and candid and, you know, you guys know how we do our chats here. My biggest fear as a mom is like, I'm not getting it right. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. And teachers hold a lot of responsibilities. That's why I love a teacher because educators are our moms. They're with our kids more than we are, to yeah. be honest. And they have to give on so many levels outside of ABCs. Absolutely. You know? I mean, their work lives are demanding. Their oh, home yes. lives are I mean. They're so vital. Oh, to vital. Not, I mean, vital to the society just in general. They're, but they're to the, the children, they show up for every single day. Yes. And I think back, I mean, it's been 20 years mm -hmm. since I was a director. Before that, I was in the classroom. And I think back about the kids that I had that I can still remember. I mean, I think mm -hmm. back about, you know, little Megan, who was so precious with her big eyes and would come in so full of joy and was being raised by her grandmother, but was so you know, well taken care of and well loved. And she was in a car accident while we were, oh, um, wow. while she was in my class and she was injured pretty bad. She had oh. casts on her legs, had oh. to stay away for a few months. And her grandmother called me and said, you got to come see her because yeah. we had this connection. So I got that yeah. opportunity to go into her home. And then that just brings about, you know, a fuller picture a of fuller what picture it was. Yeah. Of that child. So mm -hmm. I think about Megan that I hold in my heart. I think about Christina who had challenging behaviors mm -hmm. and who I, struggled with, to be sure, honest. And teachers sure. understand this. Understand that. that yes, like every mama yes. understands and this. And mamas like, understand I've got, too, yeah. I've got, I had a challenging husband, yeah. honey. Okay. I mean, and I, and I, <laughs> I think, struggled with his behaviors. Right. And I think now, like, what, you know, gosh, if I only knew then what I know now, mm -hmm. you know, so you have that kind of regret and guilt yes, a little bit. Yes, But everything I do now in my work life, in my life in general, is for Megan. It's for Christina. It's oh. for Matthew. It's for, and it's because they deserve an adult who's nurturing and who's responsive and who can show up for them. But mm -hmm. adults have to have the support too. Oh, so, well, let's talk about that more. So you built, I mean, you started off with curricular concepts, mm -hmm. you know, which it was more business to business, right? And the work that you do now is still a little business to business, you mm -hmm. know, but yes. tell me a little bit more about how you've really starting to integrate your wellness beliefs, you know, and honestly, wellness practices that are tried and true with how you're supporting educators, because so much of this are, there are things that we could be doing every day, a lot of what we talked about today. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about Be Well Care Well. Yeah. So Be Well Care Well has been a project of Curricula Concepts that I work on in, with my partner, Carrie Schnocky from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And so 
Be Well Care Well is a staff well-being program. So really focused on providing a well-being coach to teachers, educators. To Corporations. Ha- yes. Everyone needs this. Yeah. Well, that's more, what now more than ever. Yeah. So know? I'm super passionate about education, obviously, because that's mm-hmm. the industry I'm in. But sure. I always say, who couldn't use a well-being coach? Literally. I right? mean, in the office, though. <laughs> I you know, know what I mean? Because I someone's got to be the go-between who's yeah. saying, like, look, like, are you taking care of self? Well, the schools that we're working with mm-hmm. always say to us, Please don't leave out the administrative office. Oh like, wow! <laughs> please include not just the classroom. Us. Please include. Yes, well, please I mean, we all us. know that one person at the front desk who knows where all the bodies are buried. Absolutely. How to fix the printer? Yeah. How yeah. to restock things? You where that key better is be to good that to that gatekeeper. Yes, because that's yes. what they are yes. for, to all the things. Yes, the building and the people. That's true. Um, yeah. So the, our coaches work with them and help them set goals again. Set those little manageable goals mm-hmm. and then help work them through that. And the real secret component, I think, to Be Well, Care Well is the connections yes, and the relationships. Yes. I mean, we, and we do here, I want to just, you know, lay this out there. You know, I don't have time. To, I mean, to do all of us though? One more thing. Absolutely. I don't yes. have time for another program, another course, another right. lesson, another therapy yeah. session. I do not have time. Yeah. Yes. So we, we understand that. Mm-hmm. I've been, I have been there. Yes. Like I've, I know the challenges. I've seen them. I have lived them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> as a teacher, as an educator, as an administrator, yes. all the things. And I agree with that. But self-care is a necessity. It's the way and we keep I, going. I it's just, the fuel to keep us fired I, up. I won't be I won't be pushed off of that. That's away right. From that. Well, I mean, honestly, it's kind of like with wellness. You know, I somehow managed to find 30 minutes across a week to stop at a drive through to get food. Can yeah. I use that 30 minutes to get into a gym? Well, and the other thing is for self-care. It can be five minutes. I mean, you don't have to schedule a massage. Yes, you don't have to. You know, I mean, for we work with some programs who literally the staff all walk in in the morning at the same time or differ shift, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. They take a walk down the hall together and back and just check in with each other. How you doing this morning? I mean, that's incredible. Are you okay? And the morale, I mean, has increased. Turnover has decreased. Mm -hmm. Just that intentionality. Intentionality of talking to their peers about things outside of work. That's good. You know, those social connections are so important. And sometimes the social connections are just with the people you work with, maybe. Uh, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. But then let's find time to talk about things that aren't, aren't work. work-related. So let's so you talk can deepen about, that's like a relationship. You know, yeah. like if it found, like I used to find that one of those challenges that was in my previous marriage was, after a while, it felt like every time we got together, we were talking about business and check marks. It was, what do the kids need? Where do we go? Who's handling carpool? What bill needs paid? Did the roof get fixed? And it wasn't so much, well, do you like the work you're doing? What movie did you watch that was interesting? Yeah. And that's so And relevant. I think we all find ourselves in that rut. Mm-hmm. You know, I find Absolutely. myself in that rut with my For husband sure. now. I mean, especially, mm-hmm. you know, being out here, I've been out here a few days and mm-hmm. it's so easy just to call home and like, check in. How's the dog. That's right. I'm good. I'm safe. Are you OK? Run like, down the list. Yes, mm-hmm. we're good. And and I sort of recognized mm-hmm. that I was doing that on every call in. And yep. so, you know, last night tried to be, you know, a, a little, little more, more like sweet. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right, like, right. This is this is what I'm experiencing. Tell me right. about what's going on there. No, that's and, so good. Or like um, one of the things that I like to do now with my partner is like, let's watch a show together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's put on something on Netflix and we'll watch it together. So even if it's silent, we're watching something together just to try to feel like there's a connection there, yeah. you know? And I think one of the things that I is a good call out for all of us who are listening, whether you are an educator or you're working or if you're a mom at home, 
there's some merit to having people you check in with regularly with intentionality to have those conversations outside of work. That is care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we I mean, that is the one constant that we hear Mm -hmm. when we ask people, you know, what did it take for you to make a change that sticks? Wow. It always goes back to I had someone I could be accountable to. I had support. I had, you know, I mean, I have a friend right now who is a dear friend and this summer sent me a message and said, I want to start walking every day. Like, I know that would be good for me. Mm -hmm. Can I just send you a message each day and say, Mm -hmm. I've done my walk? Nice. And I was like, absolutely, you can. And so every day this summer, she would send me a message, just finished. Oh, that's awesome. And it just goes to show that it is that support and like commitment to to one another, you know, that makes it work. So, um, Jamie, it's important. That's incredible. I, I mean, we could talk all day about not just the way that you show up in this world and the messages and the lessons and all the things you've accomplished, but I just want to say thank you so much for the way you give back. I mean, it is beyond, you know, not just through this program, but through, uh, this time that you spent here. Well, and that really is the point of why I wanted to be here and to talk to you because, you know, a lot of people find themselves, I mean, whether you find yourself in a similar situation that I was in or not, there's you a know, million things. A Life million is always, things. we've yes, all been through a, a pandemic. Things. Okay. Everyone has had their world yes, thrown off kilter absolutely. unexpectedly. Absolutely. Yes. And it's my hope that, you know, maybe something I've been through can help give somebody else a little bit of hope and to figure out whatever their okay is mm-hmm. and how to get there. And that, I mean, I really, truly believe, I mean, that's, that's why we're here. I mean, surely we don't go through these experiences for nothing, right? That's right. That's that's what I hope. (laughs) Jamie, I can't think of a better note to close on. So, so good. Y'all, I know that if you didn't grab anything from this chat, you need to give it another listen because it was chock full of gems. And more than anything, it's so easy for us to look on the internet and see people that feel so aspirational, but feel frankly out of reach. And I want to let you know that, look, I'm real and I'm regular and so are my friends, <laughs> just like Jamie. Yes. We are regular people who have been blessed by God for the opportunity to do extraordinary things, just like you. So Jamie, where can we find out more about you and if anyone's looking to get these programs into their school or their workplace or even talk to a Curricular Concepts to see if there's something we can learn there? Where yeah, can we so, find out more? So Curricular Concepts is on Facebook and Instagram. So you can go there to find us. We can continue the conversation about Be Well, Care Well on Instagram. And okay. yeah, I've been here working on a keynote. So hopefully I'll get to talk to folks around the country soon. And you guys, these stories are going to be incredible. So if you see Jamie listed anywhere, you definitely want to catch it. She's incredible. She's a giver. She's generous. Jamie, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Another great chat. I love spending time together. Now I need you to subscribe, rate, and leave a review because I love hearing from you. And then come hang out with me on Instagram at Nicole Walters. I'll be back here next week and I hope you are too. See you there, friend.